Good morning. It's Iowimala. Today is July the 30th. And I think this might be probably a good day to try to wrap up a reading in Dhamma Everywhere. It's such a wonderful book. I I think it's full of such good uh, advice to us and ways to help us with our practice and help make our practice become how we live from day to day, from moment to moment. And it's really about taking our meditation practice off the, the cushion, as we say, and move it into our everyday, every second life. Not in a way that's punishing, but in a way that's liberating. So, we're reading from In a Nutshell. I'll read some, and then we'll do Metta Practice, which I thought we would get to yesterday, but we ended up just doing some regular breathing meditation without much Metta. Where there is a cause, there will be an effect. My teacher would all... Let me go back. I'm reading from Ashin Tejaniya's book, Dhamma Everywhere. Sayadaw U Tejaniya. Where there is a cause, there will be an effect. My teacher would always ask about the causes. He always wanted to know the causes. I would go and tell him about seeing the beginning, the middle, and the end, and rising and falling. Sayadawji would then ask, why did it arise? Why did it end? I didn't know. I knew that there was rising and falling, but I didn't know why. What was arising? So how could I believe it? He just asked simply, why did it happen? No one could answer. Everyone was just looking for this arising and passing away, and we were satisfied with just arising and passing away. Buddhism, in brief, is about understanding cause and effect. We must know when sati is present and know when sati is absent. Sati is mindfulness, awareness. We need to know the causes for sati to happen and how sati can be increased. Similarly, we need to know when samadhi, that stable mind, focused mind, is present and to know when samadhi is absent. We also need to know the causes that led to the increase in samadhi. I will also add one more thing. We need to also know why we lose samadhi. It is the same with defilements. We have to know when defilements are present, when they are absent, when they come in or intensify, and when they go down in intensity. Why did they go down in intensity? It has been some time that you've been observing this mind and body. How much more do you understand now? How deep is the understanding? A fellow yogi observes observes objects. I also observe objects. Can we have the same levels of understanding of these experiences? 
Is it possible for someone who has just started practicing to have the same level of understanding as someone who has been practicing for a long time in the right way? The practice has stalled if the current level of understanding is about the same as the previous level of understanding. Knowing and wisdom should not stand still, but should still always be advancing. As much as knowing and understanding increase, so too does one's skill in the practice of meditation. This means the meditation is thriving. When you see thoughts like, oh, my meditation is not improving, please check the attitude in the mind. These thoughts can come up if you have been paying more attention to what is happening, the objects, without recognizing the wanting and expectations working in the background. Is it because you haven't achieved what you expected to achieve? Is it because you are not getting what you wanted? Do you see that you are getting as much as you are practicing? There are very few people who recognize that it is also a part of meditation when they ease up the mind that was tight or constricted. Are you practicing in a certain place because you think it's good for meditation? Are you pract- or are you practicing because you realize that this is wholesome, because you understand the value of this practice? Please first work to appreciate the goodness and value inherent in the practice. How much more do you know about the processes and objects you've been watching for so many years now. How much do you know about objects? This understanding is important and there needs to be a curiosity, a willingness to explore, to learn, and to understand. You get to taste food at every single meal. How much more do you understand now about taste? Reflect on these things as you practice daily the seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching, and thinking are all experiences and mind. You know when there is happiness and you know when there is sadness. How much more do you understand about these mental states now than before? In comparison, how different are the levels of defilements when the mind comes in contact with objects now. When you reflect on Dhamma, reflect on things relevant to your experience of Dhamma. You'll need awareness to know what is happening, and you'll also be more in the present moment instead of lost in thoughts. You can't force the Dhamma to come to you. You need to be patient, but never forget the practice. That, it, that is what it means to help the Buddha's dispensation, the sasana. So these are, this is really good. Uh, 
when we talk about causes and conditions, I mean, uh, when we're talking about uh, cause and effect, we're talking about causes and conditions being able to become ripe. So something changes, something happens. There are a few more thoughts I'd like to share. It's called Dhamma in the Mornings. They're from morning reminders that he gives at his meditation center. And maybe I can use these, maybe I can read one of these to begin our meditation. So why don't we do that? Why don't you sit, just observe your breathing, be aware of the body breathing for you. The meditation, the words I'll say are going to be from Dhamma everywhere from some of the morning reminders that Lashin Tejaniya gives at his centers. So gently close your eyes and just observe your body breathing. Keep your mind as calm and relaxed as possible, not too tense or too lax. Don't be too anxious about your practice. The mind needs to be able to adjust accordingly, walking the middle road between too much and too little effort. neither overzealous nor disinterested. The wise mind makes adjustments as needed during meditation. Sometimes there might still be craving, lopa. You may also find that you are feeling drowsy, even with faith and confidence in the mind. The mind may still be weak due to defilements, or there may be a great deal of wanting and expectations in the mind. So be calm and relaxed. As you're meditating, what can you know? It's very simple. You can only know as much as the momentum that you have will allow. The mind that is meditating 
should be relaxed, calm, and natural. There is no need to put in too much energy or to focus in on something. Have the view that everything happening in the mind and the body is happening according to nature. This is all Dhamma nature at work. the mindset that you will not desire experiences, including not wanting something to happen. Just do what needs to be done and let whatever happens happen. However, if there is no wholesome desire to practice, nothing happens. And if there is too much wanting, it doesn't happen either. What is too much and what is too little? The mind just needs to be interested. Curiosity, attentive curiosity and interest are important. You can't make anything arise or disappear through craving or through aversion. Try not to forget what is happening. Just be aware of whatever is happening. aware of all the arising, all the passing away.
Let whatever happens, happen. The things that are happening are just nature. Understanding natural laws very clearly is wisdom. Do you want to know? Please check yourself. The fact that you all come to practice means that you do want to know. You are meditating here because you wish to know the truth, to discover reality. to see the connections and relationships between the mind and body and making a habit of seeing these connections is why people come to practice. Keep it simple. It's good if there is knowing. It's not good if there is no knowing. There is a Burmese saying, ignorance is worse than being deprived. But far worse than being ignorance is not wanting to know. What is happening in the body? There are the sixth sense doors. Five involve the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, and the body. The sixth is the mind. There are six kinds of objects arising at the six sense doors. Sights are objects of knowing and sounds are objects of knowing. 
Objects are just objects. They are neither good nor bad. Nature is just nature. An object is something that is to be known by the mind. Sound is an object. Silence is also an object. You are aware of it because its nature is to be known. Having many thoughts or having few thoughts is neither good nor bad. If you consider them to be positive or negative, that will then be followed by likes and dislikes. This is when you get confused in your practice. You don't need to look for or pursue objects. It's more helpful to just wait and watch. <laughs> Have the right attitude with balanced effort. If the attitude is not yet right attitude, then it's necessary to work on it. How do you view objects? See that everything that is happening is all Dhamma nature and that all objects follow the laws of nature. Do you think that these sensory experiences are happening because you wanted them? There is nothing happening due to your desire. Everything happens due to cause and effect. You will see things as they are if there is no greed, lopa, aversion, dosa, or delusion, moha, in the mind. 
Lopa is always searching for something to like. Lopa's nature is to like, grasp, and cling. There is nothing to be liked about an object. <laughs> if craving is absence, absent, you will just see what is to be seen. There is nothing attractive about what is happening. There only needs to be knowing. Let's end this practice by first sending metta, goodwill, and friendliness to ourselves. May I be well. May I be at peace. May I be content. May my loved ones be well. May they be content and may they be at peace. And may all living beings, human and non-human, throughout this world throughout the universe be well be free from fear and worry, free from hunger and thirst and the extremes of our climate changing. <laughs> May all be beings be able to care for themselves or cared for lovingly. And may all beings, human and non-human, creatures and even invisible beings live in peace. Just continue to feel that metta radiating out from you. Remember it when you have a choice to make. Feel Feel and find that metta within radiating out. Make the choice based in goodwill. 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for being such an important part of my practice. I'll see you Sunday morning. Bye-bye.